Welcome to the Pokes Podcast. I'm Jacob Longin. I'm a writer, so I can tell you how valuable it is to have a good editor review my work. We all benefit from the outside perspective of those skilled at their craft. That's why the College of Arts and Sciences and the Department of English house the OSU Writing Center. It serves OSU and the surrounding community, helping communicators understand and practice strategies used by effective writers, including brainstorming, drafting, and editing techniques. The director of the Writing Center, Dr. Anna Sakari, joins me to discuss her new role as co-editor of the Writing Center Journal, how research in this field benefits all writers, and why even those working in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics should take advantage of these services. Let's start with the Writing Center. What is the OSU Writing Center? That's a really good question. OSU Writing Center is a space that serves all OSU writers. That includes first-year writers, but it also can include graduate student writers, work with dissertation writers, and can also sometimes include faculty writers. You can come in at any stage of the writing process, whether that you received an assignment or you have a project and you don't know how to get started, and you just kind of want to talk with another writer. We call tutors consultants at the OSU Writing Center. So if you just kind of want to get started with the brainstorming process, we're here for you there. If you have kind of a more polished draft and you just want to come in and get another set of eyes on it and maybe talk about some proofreading strategies, we're available for that. Sometimes I think people aren't aware that we don't just work with traditional writing texts. We can also work with multimodal projects such as podcasts, for example, PowerPoints, Prezi's. We actually just recently partnered up with the Creative Studios at the Edmundville Library in which we can better help and assist students who come in with multimodal work, and that's called the studio. So one thing that I think is really important for everyone to know about the Writing Center is that we're just, we're kind of spread out. Although there's the main campus, main satellite, which is in the student union on the fourth floor, we have several places in Edmund Loa satellites. We also have satellites in different dorms. We have one in Scott Hall. We have a satellite in the Graduate Writing Center. We really do try to think about ways we can best serve graduate writers as well as undergraduate writers. So the GWC was a collaboration with the Grad College. And then, I mean, I think we're all pretty tired of Zoom, Zoom everywhere, Zoom all the time. I think we're all excited to get back in the classroom. But one thing we definitely learned was that online learning is important. I think it's here to stay. I think there are ways we can get better at it. And I also think that it's accessible to a lot of writers and for so many different reasons. So we offer online sessions both synchronously and asynchronously. Our asynchronous sessions are relatively new. But I do think I would love for people to kind of start thinking about what would it mean to kind of drop off your paper and then within 48 hours, you receive your paper back with embedded comments and a a letter from the consultant, the tutor. So essentially, the Writing Center is a place to talk about your writing, no matter where you're at with writing, with another writer who's interested in working and collaborating with you. And what is the cost? (laughs) So it's free. That's a good, that's um. A very good question. It's enrolled in your student fees, but it's a free service on campus. You mentioned faculty could say alumni take advantage or or just somebody who lives in the community. Yeah, absolutely. So alumni can certainly make appointment easily. Um, and we do sometimes see community writers who come in and stop by and we can set up a registration for you. Uh, you do need an OSU email. But again, if you work with our fabulous administrative assistant, she will help you. But just another thing, and I did leave this out, 
OSU also serves the Stillwater community through our community engaged projects. We do work with the Stillwater Public Libraries. We work with the Stillwater Public Schools. We work with Wings of Hope, which is a domestic shelter. So we really are engaged in kind of outreach, obviously outreach at OSU, but also outreach to the local Stillwater community. And just to be clear, if somebody is a student, do they need to make an appointment before they come in as well? So preferably you you make an appointment before just because we're busy and that's a definitely a way to secure. Um, but we do allow for walk-ins and sometimes if a session gets canceled or and you come in at the right time, you can definitely come in. If you're kind of just in a rush and you need some help, come by the Writing Center. We're here to help you figure that out too. And to schedule an appointment, I'm assuming they go to your website. Yes, absolutely. And- and what is the website? osuwritingcenter.okstate.edu. One thing I noticed looking on the website is I think for myself, like when I think of the writing center, I think of maybe somebody's working on poetry or writing a short story or something, but you all do even more than that. There's some STEM stuff on there. Yes, absolutely. So again, we work with all writers in any field. One thing that I often talk about with STEM writers Our consultants get nervous about working with STEM writers, particularly those who might come from the humanities. We do a lot of in-depth training in which faculty will come in and give the layout of this is what a dissertation in the field looks like. We do talk about things like genre. We have staff meetings frequently, staff education training. So we do things like genre analysis, and we look at just the conventions and rhetorical moves that different genres make in certain fields. So one thing we've been doing, and I do want to highlight this, that helps boost confidence, but also helps create this dynamic atmosphere in the Writing Center where consultants are learning from one another too, because that's a really important element of the Writing Center. We have 20 undergraduate consultants and we hire them across the disciplines. So very oftentimes we hire STEM writers and that's just been such a wonderful resource. Having a, a somebody in chemistry being able to talk about this is what a lab report looks like and they bring in their assignments and we kind of go over as a staff together. So it's a really exciting place in many different ways. It really is a dynamic space of learning where I learn as much from the consultants and the students as I think they learn from, from me and the leadership staff. And you, of course, are the director of the Writing Center. I am. So what do you do as the director? What are your responsibilities? <laughs> that's a good question. And that's a big question. I think one thing that's important and really cool about OSU writing about OSU English department and OSU in general is that they've supported writing center research. I'm a faculty director, which means I'm also in the English department. And that's just really important to me because I want the consultants and my own students to see that the writing center is a prime space for research ways in which we interrogate what we consider best practices. How do we talk with other writers? How do we show that, we're actually improving student writing. We're helping student success. This is all things that the Writing Center can be prime space for research. So one thing that I try to do is to encourage and foster that space of research in the Writing Center because I am a faculty director and research means so much to me. To me, consultant training, staff education, those are kind of the big key components to my job. Because it's such a large writing center, the consultants make the writing center successful, vibrant space to work and learn from. I really see my role as in facilitating them to do that. I also teach in the Rhetoric and Writing Studies program as a junior faculty assistant professor in the Rhetoric and Writing Studies. Every semester I teach a writing center pedagogy and theory course, and that's directed to the English graduate students. So maybe one thing that's Kind of helpful to know the Writing Center for staff, it's relatively big. It's usually about 60 plus students. 
we have the 20 undergraduates. We have five positions for graduate students across the disciplines. And then the other graduate students are English graduate students. And they take a writing center pedagogy and theory course with me in which we discover and learn more about writing center work, ways in which we can work better with different student writers. And they kind of learn and understand that the writing center is a place of research, research to partake in, also research to understand, oh, what I'm doing is really important work. Um, I'm helping students succeed and I need to kind of learn in order to grow and get better at it. As a faculty director, I do see my my role in the Writing Center is encouraging research to better our practices, better our understanding of Writing Center work, understand the complications of it, and excite the consultants to do the great jobs that they're doing. You use the word pedagogy a couple times there, which I believe I know, but I want to make sure our listeners know it. Pedagogy is basically sort of teaching methods, right? It's ways yes. to teach, ways to be effective teaching something. Yes. And you've mentioned several times research at the Writing Center. Can you explain, can you give some examples of what sort of research you, uh, anyone would do at a Writing Center? So, for example, one of our graduate consultants is looking into asynchronous sessions. She's trying to learn about consultants' confidence in providing feedback asynchronously. There is just such a hesitance and reluctancy to doing asynchronous consulting because I think many people feel it goes against that collaborative one-on-one nature. She wants to investigate why are people so reluctant and resistant to asynchronous sessions? And then a follow-up question to that would be, how can we make sure that we're giving the students the best feedback that we can? Very often in the Writing Center, we talk about the importance of positive feedback as you're giving more critical feedback. So one thing that she's noticing is that in asynchronous sessions, consultants are not necessarily giving positive feedback. They're just kind of jumping right into it. I think that makes sense for a lot of different reasons, but it's really fascinating work. And, you know, she got into that because we were in class talking about reading articles about synchronous and asynchronous sessions, and there really isn't that much research on asynchronous sessions, and we're talking about how e-tutoring is going to be here to stay. And she really wanted to start investigating, well, why would anyone have an issue with giving asynchronous feedback? She didn't understand it, so she formed a research project out of that. And I think that that's a good example of just how consultants kind of start thinking about what they're seeing every day in a session and how that can lead to a really kind of exciting research project. I am a communicator, but I would say that my skill set mainly is writing and editing. And so I've done a lot of editing, like interns and student workers and, uh, you know, even coworkers. And it can be you end up sort of acting like a professor and it just looks like minus two, minus two, minus two, minus two, minus two. (laughs) Right. And and, and you don't mean for it to come across that way, but some people read it that way and they go, all you did was mark 10 things that you thought were bad in this. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. so I, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, you want to, well, you have 50 minutes. You want to make sure that you're doing justice to the whole paper and you're in a rush, right? Like, well, not a rush, but you want to be clear to the point and give as much feedback as possible without stopping to think, oh, wait, maybe I should say, hey, you know, you're doing a really great job with your organization, your transitions are working well. I think in that one-on-one, it's easier to do that. It's easier to step back because you'll notice, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this person's kind of inching away or looking a little uncomfortable because I'm being really directive. Um, in asynchronous, there's not that connection. And so one thing that we're trying to investigate more through research, also just through talking with one another, is how do we kind of create that 
connection through asynchronous feedback. And I mean, if you think about, um, for the listeners, if you think about a time that an email has come across wrong, <laughs> and, and it would have been just fine if it had been a conversation, because you can exactly. see the other person and they hear, hey, I'd like you to do this a little better one way, versus those words just written out, and it comes across very differently. Now, I will say for myself, one thing I like to do when I edit is when I see something I really like, I'll put a comment and go, you know, this is a good phrase or I like what you did here. So there is at least something when they're scanning through it and it's not just change it, change it, change it, change it, change it. And I've also found for myself, like I have been a professional writer who gets edited for a long time. And so I don't take it personally, but just because I don't doesn't mean other people don't. And so it, it it is different. And also what I'm writing is much more factual. It's more article type stuff. I'm not spilling my soul in a poem. Um, <laughs> and that would be different if someone was criticizing that. Like, no, you can't say my soul is wrong. So, <laughs> um, Now you have specific things you research. Mm -hmm. I was reading some of those. You, you want to talk about your areas of research? So as a scholar, I'm situated in the field of writing studies with a focus on writing centers, obviously, feminist theory and methods and issues of identity. Uh, much of the work I do interrogates institutional and systemic issues, the way problematic practices and policies continue to exclude certain bodies in the academy. So one of the recent works was Out in the Center, uh, Public Controversies and Private Struggles, which won the 2019 Best IWCA Book Award. And I'm only highlighting that book because I think much of recent and good Writing Center work is focusing on social justice work and anti-racism more specifically. And that's definitely something in the Writing Center we're interrogating, we're thinking about seriously, is ways in which we regulate certain standards in the Writing Center. And so much of my research is just kind of looking at the identity, thinking about identity politics, um, and ways in which writing spaces have historically excluded people of color, queer bodies, anyone in marginalized positions in the academy. One thing I noticed on the Writing Center website talked about pronouns, yes. um, which seems to be a bigger and bigger topic now. I'm curious if you'd like to talk about that because that is something that is that is changing. It's becoming more prevalent. And I always feel like I always say as a communicator, I think it's important to use the right words to get your message across because you want people to hear what you're saying. And sometimes as a communicator, you can get, you can overlook, this is the right phrase to use here, or this is the right word to use mm -hmm. here. And to me, the pronoun thing is such a great example of if I'm talking mm -hmm. to someone and I'm not using the pronouns that they prefer, they may not even be hearing the rest of what I'm saying. All they're hearing is, you don't respect me enough to address me correctly. I'm curious, mm -hmm. basically, you, your thoughts on that. I think that we have to start recognizing that pronouns are really important. Other than somebody's name, pronouns are the way people identify us and refer to us. They are part of our lives every day. So whether that's at the writing center, in a classroom, or just out in the world, pronouns are really the easiest way to acknowledge someone's identity. Using a personal pronoun is a form of respect and validation. And as you said, it makes people feel seen and embraced and respected. It's a small but really powerful and impactful way to create a safer environment for everyone, to recognize that all bodies matter in the writing center, and to show that we are a safe space for everybody, but especially LGBTQIA community members. 
I agree with you. And I feel like such an important part of your education is learning how to interact with people who are different than you are. Yes. You, you could sit at home and read, you know, writings by great thinkers your entire life and learn quite a bit, but you also need to learn how to interact with people different than you. And where, el- where better can you do that than in college? Exactly. And if you're actually coming in with the attitude to learn with and from difference. And I do think that that, you know, higher ed and college education is the place to understand what it means to work and collaborate with people of different mindsets, with different backgrounds, in order to make for positive change, whether it's in the writing center or it's, you know, out in the local community or larger community. And one thing I saw here, and you may have mentioned it, you talked about feminist theory, and I also Mm -hmm. see feminist research methods. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that means? Feminist research, to me, builds upon the meaning of difference, just like I've been talking about learning Mm. of difference, um, and interprets these insights by pointing out the significance of thinking about power, ethics, reflexivity, and the application of social research. So a big element to feminist research is standpoint theory. Mm. Uh, which argues that all knowledge is socially situated. Feminist research draws upon the struggles and insights, particularly thinking of oppressed and disempowered groups, right? And particularly, obviously, women, but all marginalized people, placing them at the center of research inquiry. To me, feminist research is examining how lived experience matters. Every lived experience is socially situated, and there's a richer understanding of power of the ways in which we engage with one another um, and of thinking about inequalities and how we can improve social policies by understanding the complications of lived experience, that there's not necessarily one truth, one objectivity. It's much more complicated than that. So you recently became the co-editor of the Writing Center Journal, which is an academic journal. Can you talk about what that journal is for the people who don't know and also what you'll be doing Mm -hmm. as co-editor? Yeah, the Writing Center Journal is a primary research journal in the field of writing centers. It's the official journal of IWCA, which is the International Writing Center Association, uh, which is also an assembly of the National Council of Teachers of English. So it really is our premier journal. As the co-editor of the journal, I'm working with Harry Denny, who's the director of the Writing Lab at Purdue University. So Purdue Owl, that's him. And um, his folk over there, and then Romeo Garcia, who is at University of Utah. And the three of us are really excited to get to start, get started with the journal. We're bringing together a vision of social justice work again, anti-racist work more specifically, and sharing a commitment to mentoring writers. We're kind of thinking about expanding the Writing Center's journal commitment to methodological diversity and critically exploring the intersections of technology, access, literacy, and teaching and learning about and with writing. I'm really excited to work with the journal because I think that so much of editorial work, this type of work goes hand in hand with Writing Center work and that I really see this as a way to mentor writers, particularly writers who maybe have been excluded I've not felt like have they've been invited to academia in ways that other writers have. So we're really going to be focusing in on ways we can make our journal more diverse, make our research more rich, and really think about ways in which we can mentor writers to create the best pieces of writing as possible. 
working in the writing center for how long as I've worked in the writing center, working with all different types of writers has been really helpful for me in working with scholars at all different levels from graduate students who are trying to get a first publication to more senior scholars. I'm really excited for this work. I think it's going to be really great for the Writing Center at OSU, uh, both like internally in the center and then also just visibility highlighting, you know, this is what Writing Center research looks like. This is what it can do. How long have you been with the Writing Center and how long have you been at OSU? At OSU, I have been here four years now and I've been working in Writing centers since I was a graduate student. So about almost 10 years working in writing centers, actually working in the writing center while I was getting my MA. And I was studying Victorian literature at the time and thinking I was going to do my PhD in Victorian literature. It was working in the writing center and being exposed to writing center scholarship and really enjoying the one-on-one work I was doing with writers that just had me think about, oh, well, what would it mean to get a PhD in in writing studies and rhetoric and composition um, with a specific focus in on writing centers? It's just been such a great place. And I've been working in writing centers for about 10 years since I was an MA student. Can you tell us a little more about the Writing Center Journal? So I'm really excited that with the Writing Center Journal, I get to have an editorial assistant, and that's going to be a graduate student. They are, they're already on board, um, and we've kind of talked about our plans and how we see the Writing Center Journal going in the future, and social media playing such a big present role. And I will say I myself am not the best when it comes to social media and staying on top of that, but um, you know, the consultants are definitely much more adept with that work. This editorial assistant will not only be helping us in terms of providing feedback, working with writers, but also making the OSC Writing Center more visible through social media presence and making the Writing Center Journal more visible. I'm also just excited for the graduate students and the undergraduate students in general to kind of see what it would look like to be a host of the journal and what that might mean for them in terms of, again, thinking about their own work and seeing how you know, just an everyday question or something that they're thinking about as they're having a session can really lead to an exciting research question, which could lead to research. I've seen so many different kind of um, students grow when they start thinking about what they're doing a little bit differently. It's not just a really nice gig on campus, but it also is a discipline in and of itself. So I just think that being part of OSU, being part of OSU Writing Center will really kind of help foster that relationship to research thinking about ways in which we can constantly challenge ourselves and challenge the way we think about working with writers. And I think it's easy, if you don't know the background, I think it's easy to assume when we're talking about a journal and we're talking so much about writing, you you could be thinking of it as sort of a uh, reader's digest kind of thing. But this is an academic journal. This is a research journal. So it's very different than that. Absolutely. And And I'm glad that I'm on this podcast to talk with you about that, because I do think that writing centers. And certainly I do sometimes see myself as a service to the university. It's a huge service to the university. That does not necessarily mean that there isn't in-depth and rigorous research that is attached to providing the best amount of support for writers. So writing centers is a discipline in and of itself. Um, And I think that this journal can really show that, yes, this is an academic journal. um, It's a scholarly journal, and it can just get not only the consultants excited about 
research and writing centers, but just foster that relationship of writing as research, writing as part of a research field in general. I'd like to thank Dr. Sakari for joining us today. If you want to contact us, you can email pokespodcast at okstate.edu. And now we'll wrap up with our favorite question, how do the arts and sciences make the world a better place? The arts and sciences requires us to think and to think with others in order to learn to implement change. I don't think you can really separate the two, uh, not if we're to use them to make the world a better place. They're both vehicles to help us understand the world better through stories. Uh, but it is up to us to be willing to work together and to listen to learn, which I think is so crucial to writing center pedagogy. And Donna Haraway has a book that I won't pretend to fully understand, but I love never, nevertheless. In this book, and it's called Staying with the Trouble, Haraway discusses the need for us to avoid trap thinking in regard to the environmental crisis we're in, that is, either being really optimistic or being really pessimistic. She encourages us rather to collaborate and learn from all artists, scientists, students, activists, politicians. She even talks about the importance of collaborating with critters. And she has a great quote that I'd like to end this on. Alone in our separate kinds of expertise and experience, we know both too much and too little, and we succumb to despair or hope. A common livable world must be composed bit by bit or not at all. Think we must. Uh, so I think the arts and sciences requires us to think but to think together and to learn together through stories. And I think that that's so much what the Writing Center is about, is encouraging us to think, but not alone together, and to understand that we need to learn and listen um, to people from different backgrounds in order to implement change. 